Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We are your host, Chris Schubert's here floating around producing this thing in what looks to be a purple room. Uh, we are from the Draft Network and we're brought to you by Bet Online, your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. They have every sport. So head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just be sure to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. It's BetOnline, and it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy National Rubber Ducky Day to you. We have several rubber duckies in our household, and that that didn't used to be a thing, but, but it heard, is now. It's a very I've, real thing now. I've heard rubber ducky, you're the one. That's what I've heard. <laughs> Kyle, you do have about... Uh, what 50 20 20 yeah. rough number ballpark what about you I mean, you got a lot in your household as well uh, or? just one just, <laughs> just one just just one yeah all the ducks yeah. have names too that's fun yeah i was hoping you get into all this and, and you did what's your favorite one? He- huey dewey and louie and <laughs> yeah that's uh huey's my favorite because he's the small one and he takes up the least, least amount of space. <laughs> is it like a duck army that like invades? Yes. Other territories exactly of the house? Okay. It's exactly. Yeah. Well, no, it's just they stay in the bathtub. It's just okay. you go into the bathroom and there's just rubber ducks everywhere you look <laughs> all the time. Does any of yours uh, rubber ducks. Now, some of them have the, uh, the, the function on the bottom of them where it tells you if the water's hot or cold, which I, first of all, it doesn't yeah, even dot. work and the dot but is that are you is anybody using this to gauge the the appropriate you know what i do i stick my hand in the water right like exactly <laughs> <laughs> am i gonna drop my kid in here or not <laughs> let me mm. check it out first <laughs> rely on this rubber thucky to uh, tell can me i cook vegetables in this yes it's too hot <laughs> what i want to drink this on a hot day yes it's too cold okay there we go put it somewhere in the middle we're paying extra I'm for solved. this feature, I'm sure. Right, right. Yeah, that's the $12 duck, the rubber duck, $12. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, Chris. Is draft got, dads out of the way here? Can we uh, move on? To every it? once in a while, man. Guys being dads. <laughs> uh, we have a lot to get to. A lot of takes. We don't. Two, we don't. two truths and a lie. Um, lots of different things to get to here on the show. I will start with a football take uh, from AJ. 
Joe just got Joe just got electrocuted. (laughs) Head snaps back. It was like some Chris Farley comedy, physical Chris Farley comedy. There, Chris is like, I just want to say I got a couple takes from the TDM Premium. I want to start with those. (laughs) I have a couple takes from Twitter that I'd like to start with. This is these couple from AJ. Take number one: Everyone should find somebody who looks at them like Joe looks at Ben Johnson. (laughs) <laughs> oh man yeah i was researching i was researching, I was researching ben johnson of course you are of course no, you this are. morning I, I was carolina I, for, carolina for what no listen for what listen. reason your team's got a carolina coach and offensive court you're good because he's getting all these interviews right he's getting every interview and i'm like is this guy ready to do this so i was familiarizing Deep. myself a little bit more with his resume because really my context has been with ben johnson is i i became the the person on our staff that's responsible for the pro scouting of the Detroit lions this year. It's my first year with the lions. And I very quickly became fascinated with their offensive scheme. And I've been like, wow, they do some really cool stuff. And then it just kept getting better and better and better every week. And I don't know that I ever took the time to like find out how old he was or what he was doing before this season. And so this morning, funnily, I don't know if that's the word funnily enough. I, I did the research and, Cal, this is a Dan Campbell, a, a disciple from back with the Dolphins. Kind of got that Dan first Campbell. opportunity yep. once he got the interim job. He gets bumped up to the uh, the tight ends coach and then sticks there with Gase for a little bit. You know what I mean? So I was familiarizing myself with a resume. I mean, one year as a coordinator, but I mean, he's been an assistant in the league since 2012. There's been a lot of this that's working out. Kevin O'Connell, Zach Taylor, right? You see some. So you, th- so you think he's ready? You think he's ready? I don't, I'm not going to say he's not. I got to talk to the guy. I got to I got to have six hours with him and ask him for his plan to fix my franchise. But I'm not I mean, he's got uh, a good amount of time in the league. He's North Carolina guy from Asheville, North Carolina. He he was uh, went to high school at AC Reynolds, who my brother played a playoff game against. I went there. There was a lot of things that came came to me this morning as I was researching him. Again, I will read the take from AJ. Everyone should find somebody who looks at them like Joe yeah, looks at Ben it's Johnson. True. <laughs> okay, like there you go. There's the example. I kept yeah. waiting for Joe to drop the last four of his social bank account, number. his social yeah. security number. Yeah. Uh, the second take take from AJ. Uh, Tyler Algier deserves to be in the offensive rookie of the year conversation with his elite yards after contact. No. Okay. Kyle can chime in. It's like, I mean, to me, it's Garrett Wilson, right? It's Garrett Wilson. That's what it should be, Joe. Right. So so talk to me when, when Garrett Wilson didn't happen this year, then I'll be interested in other candidates, but he did. And he's the old Roy. Hey, I I have a fun stat about the Falcons um, supporting cast. I was doing some research for two tours and a lie. And I ended up going in a different direction, but nevertheless, I was looking at, broken tackle figures for the year. Mm. According to pro football reference, and that's the spoiler, um, the numbers that I will be pulling for two truths and a lie are are sourced from pro football reference. Okay. So I was on pro football reference, milling around doing my research. You know how many broken tackles the Atlanta Falcons supporting cast, AKA ball carriers and skill players was credited with creating this season. It's probably Atlanta Falcons. It's probably a lot. Gorel Patterson, Tyler Algier, Marcus Mariota, Drake London, Kyle Pitts. It's a lot. 75 of them. 
I'm Chris, you have a number? number? Just a lot. 17. Dead last in Whoa. the NFL. Wait, okay. wait. <laughs> Joel, I mean, you you and I were together on that, right? Like, that just, that felt very obvious that they were going to be high on the list. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle heard 75. He's like, Chris, what do you have? Let me yeah, let's you really it. like this. Go ahead. And <laughs> who who so led now, the league? Who led the league? Oh, man, I'll have to pull that up. But you, you want me to do that and open up another browser on my Chrome tab? Uh, no, so I'd rather not. Risky let's just, no, let's just yeah. move on to so, the next So take. I can tell you, I, I, be, I believe it was seven broken tackles credited in the running game on rushes and seven broken tackles credited in the passing game all season long, according to Pro Football Reference. I guess it's important to make the distinguishment between broken tackles and yards after contact. Correct. Like different things, yeah. Correct. Yeah, I guess it was an eye-poppingly <laughs> low number of just like you, you talk about supporting casts and guys creating just, plays right, with the ball in their all hands. The people that could do stuff like that. Nope, nope could nope, could be that. Nope, none of them did it. You none think of them did Patterson it all year long. had 17 on the whole team. Right, Jeez, there you man. go. Uh, this take from Aaron. And by the way, shout out, Aaron. You gave me a very lengthy take. Um, can, I, gave can, me I, can I ask a question? Can I ask sure. Sure. Is it Aaron, like A-A-R-O-N, like A-A-R-O-N, or is it Aaron, E-R-I-N? No, 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 it's A-A-R-O-N. A-A-R-O-N, okay. Uh, and so I appreciate the full take, Aaron. I will not read it. I am going to read the TLDR because you provided the me the TLDR. Too long, didn't read. We have to stop mocking a wide receiver to the Chiefs at the back of the first and saying it would be fun to see him play with Mahomes. I agree. <laughs> No, Joe, you agree because you're trying to win a Super Bowl. As someone who is keenly aware of the Chiefs and their status in the AFC, I definitely would love to not see them get more okay. explosive D weapons for Patrick Mahomes. D does he have a wish list that he would like to see instead? Offensive uh, he does in the take, yes. Um, he mentions Paris Johnson in here. Yeah. Uh, he says, but well, no he ain't going to be there outs. in the late, late twenties, early thirties. So he said, but no more wideouts. I'll take Dontavian Wicks day two. Thank you very much. Dontavian Wicks would be fun with Patrick Mahomes. I think that's probably the point. There's guys that in day two that we'd say the same thing, but here we are with Sky Moore. Sky Moore didn't do anything this year. You know, Sky Moore would be fun with Patrick Mahomes. Well, and maybe he'll get there, but not, yeah, surely, not this but year, not this right? year. Like, right. No, I think they should just draft good players. That's true. You know, I, I suggest it. I've heard that before. Uh, this take from Tell. Take the idea of the Giants trading for Brandon Ayuk would be brilliant. It would be akin to the Stefan Diggs trade. Would provide a young quarterback with a very good wide receiver who's young and has a lot of years in front of him. Also, it will be hard for the 49ers to pay him once his rookie contract is up. Is that the thought I, process? Is just they think he's going to leave at some point? Well, the thought process is you pay Debo, you, you you have McCaffrey. How'd that work out for you? Kittle, paying Kittle, right? Paying, paying Kittle. Right. I think you probably are more keen to make a hard decision with George Kittle before you make a decision with Ayuk, just based on longevity, right? Like George has kind of had some some dings the last couple of years. He's how old's George? Thirty? Thirty? Is he thirty? Oh my God! Am I that old? I've watched that much George Kittle in my life that he's. I mean, George Kittle was twenty fifteen. He is twenty nine. You're right. He's uh, he'll turn thirty next October. Wow. Yeah. So he'll wow. be thirty next season. So just, I'm sure there's longevity there. But what what does the sustainability of the high levels of play of, of George look like? And they they had conversations this year about not optimizing George Kittle in the passing game. 
Like he he did not get anywhere near the kind of looks that he that he had been getting two years ago. I don't know, and I I, I also would, would would firmly push back on the assertion that Brandon Ayuk would add to an offense anything to the degree that Stephon Diggs. I I just Ayuk's a good player, he's a good wide receiver, but Stephon Diggs is like a top five wide receiver in the NFL. So stay from Richard. Hold on, I gotta say something on George Kittle because it really does feel like yesterday I was watching him block guys into the stands at Iowa. This guy's gonna be thirty next year. You're old as dirt, dude. You and me Time both. Time flies, man. Time flies when you're having fun, Joe. You know. Let's take from Richard. If people consider Iowa tight end university because they had two tight ends in the first round of the same draft, Hawkinson and Fant, then Notre Dame is O line you because they had two taken top ten of the same draft, Nelson and McGlinchey. Um, tight end use the U, right? Yes. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't forget. I didn't right. Forget all it those is names. like, that's like some of that stuff's debatable. Any for tight ends. I'm pretty sure Penn state's LB you as well. Go back to like LeVar Arrington and all those guys like LeVar Arrington. Paul Puzlesny. Puz. Man, what a baller he was, huh? I had his jersey, man. I had his jersey. Marshawn Lynch from- and Paul Puzlesny, first two picks that year. Let's take from Carl. Hey, Chris, got an even hotter take for takes on takes. Okay, Carl. Sean Payton is one of the most overrated head coaches in the NFL. Other than his one Super Bowl win, what has he really done? Had a five, six-year stretch of being eight and eight or seven and nine. Whenever it mattered most, he always dropped the ball and could never make it past the big one. All right, Carl. What, you, you, what is it's a hot take? What has he done though? What Joe? has he done? What's what he done what has he done though? What has he done though? I, I disagree with the take. Um, what the what was the the beginning part was that he's the most overrated, uh, the most one of the most overrated head coaches in the NFL. Now technically he's not a head coach, so you know. Right now he's a you, TV you, analyst. Uh, don't do that. Don't do that. No, but I think we, we start, all know. I think it when you start putting it through the lens of somebody's going to have a first round pick to get a coach when they can hire other coaches that don't require a first round pick. I think that brings into question like, all right, is this really like, is this the type of coach that warrants that type of an investment? So I, I if you, I mean, if you look at it through that lens, I, I guess maybe it's worth talking about. Um, I mean, certainly he benefited from having a hall of fame quarterback for literally the entire time he was in new Orleans. Joe, you um, you said something that I think is worth touching on here because he mentioned just winning the one Super Bowl, right? Winning a Super Bowl, I think the the magnitude of that has kind of been diluted by the longevity of some of the all time great quarterbacks in in recent NFL history, like Tom Brady winning six, right? It's six, right? Make sure it's, I'm I not forgetting count. any. Yeah. Honestly lost count. Um, Peyton Manning winning a couple, but their teams always being good and always being like, there's been a handful of teams that I think from a dynasty perspective, especially in, in the free agency era of the NFL that have really, dramatically skewed the perspective of just how hard this is to do, right? 
And I think everybody kind of looks at that versus winning windows. And like Sean Payton coached through those three, seven and nine seasons, which were a transitional period for New Orleans. And then lo and behold, they're winning 12, 13 games every single year. And they didn't come through in the clutch, but they put themselves in position to do it several times. And that's all you can really ask for. And then at the end of the day, like you either have to be that much more dominant than everybody else, which very few teams in the history of the NFL have ever been. And then you got to get a little lucky at some point. It's kind of the inconvenient truth about a lot of Super Bowl winning teams, right? Is you get fortunate, you get hot, you get a bounce of the ball that, that you couldn't possibly predict and is not going to be in your game plan going into the week. I got some. I think I have the number to tie this all together. Three numbers, actually. The first one is this: only thirty-five head coaches in the history of the NFL have won a Super Bowl. In the history of the NFL. Keep in mind, we got ten new head coaches this year. Ten. Thirty-five in the history of the NFL. Thirteen of those have won multiple Super Bowls, and only twenty-five have had the opportunity to win multiple Super Bowls. It's rare stuff, man. Really, really rare stuff to be a Super Bowl winning head coach, much less a more than once Super Bowl winning head coach. Draft dudes do math. I I thought that was a little unfair. I thought I thought you were going to use that, but the math was good. I don't think that was warranted, but it's okay. No, I I, I it's successful math. Oh, it's successful. Yeah. We we okay. yeah, we applaud the math. Because the draft dudes did math and the math was good and the numbers were great. And like Joe said, they tied everything all together. But I don't know if they're accurate, right? Joe's just got him in front of him. You know, there's no, there's no, he he probably just found him on the internet. Right. You know, (laughs) just means it's true. Right. So uh, speaking of things are overrated, this take from Morgan, Baltimore's front office is the most overrated in the NFL. Their drafts have not been that good, especially compared to all the praise they get directly after drafts. Roquan Smith's contract would have been a lot more criticized if it was any other team. Who said, who's, who put this take in? Uh, this would be Morgan. Morgan, listen to me. doesn't matter if you oh have boy. one ass cheek and three toes. I will beat your ass. Jesus, Kyle. <laughs> so, Kyle, so just to, just to let Joe in on a little behind the scenes, Kyle played that for me before in the pre-show, and I'm like, wow, great addition to the soundboard. In the back Can't of my wait head, until he thinking, finds an excuse to I, I, use right, it. I'm like, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, man, that's a really tough thing to find a way to use on the show. Well, there it's you go. Not. Found it. It's not. It's not. Uh, since 2000, the... Baltimore Ravens have been to the playoffs 13 times. They've won super, uh, two Super Bowls. Miss me with any criticism towards the organizational structure of the Baltimore Oh, Ravens. my goodness. Okay. Now, look, I, th- I think there is something to be said about... They draft good players. They, they draft good players. And the criticism with DaCosta, and I understand this, has been not properly addressing some needs on the roster. And I get it. I, I get like the, the pass rush thing. Now you drafted David Ajabo and he played starting at midseason, right? And you did sign Justin Houston, who's been a productive player, right? Like there's there's other ways other than just drafting players to, to, us, to uh, allocate. I think the narrative with Baltimore is especially harsh right now because the last two years, Baltimore lost their final six games. And missed the playoffs last year. They went from eight and three to eight and nine and missed the playoffs last year in 2021. And then this year they went what one and four down the stretch. Both of those things obviously tied to the Lamar Jackson injury. And I think that's the I think the question has to be asked: have you hit 
the glass ceiling with your infrastructure and your ideology of building a team paired with Lamar Jackson as a quarterback? If the answer is yes, then we're going to see some crazy stuff go down this offseason. I would not be surprised if the answer is yes. But ultimately, like they tried to go out and get some wide receivers and kind of change the way that they played. And it didn't go well in the encore from the MVP season for Lamar. So what they chose to do was to double back and go back. And I felt bad for the team last year. They got hammered with injuries, right? Like I'm getting that a lot as Dolphins fans. Oh, well, Chris, Chris Greer didn't do enough to address the offensive line. Well, yeah, you had your, your swing tackle to start the year. You signed Teron Armstead, you signed Connor Williams, you signed two starting offensive linemen, and then you, your, your swing tackle ended up getting pushed into the starting role immediately because your starting right tackle went down after one game, which means your fourth string tackle is now your swing tackle, and then Teron Armstead misses a game, and then your swing tackle has to be a practice squad guy. That's like, yeah, you can't possibly control, just like you couldn't possibly predict that you're the, the Baltimore Ravens, and last year every corner in the room got hurt. Every running, they were down to their sixth running back by like October. You can't possibly, like every team in the NFL would get smashed in that scenario. They would. The 49ers did it a couple years ago when they got banged up a bunch. They couldn't find a way to win games. And wasn't that the year they ended up getting the number two overall pick? Yes. Right. They got hurt because no, at the end of the day, like, yeah, you can look at the training staffs and you can look at the trends of drafting injured players and all that kind of stuff, but like, Again, going back to the Super Bowl discussion, like some of this stuff, I didn't uh, almost went. Some of this stuff is just like out of your hands, you know. And you can do the best that you can to prepare for doomsday scenarios, but if you get hit with a doomsday scenario, everybody's good. Everybody would be in the exact same boat if they get hit with the same thing that that some of these teams get hit with as, as it pertains to availability and injury. I mean, it's hard to win in the NFL. Everybody knows that. Pay attention to what's going on. And the Baltimore Ravens have been at the top of the league, winning every single year consistently with new dynamics all the time. I, I, can't, I can't live in a world where we think they're overrated. So, yeah, I, I think the thing to do is probably hold up all the teams in the NFL. We're not going to do the thing now because I don't want to do that right now. <laughs> But you could do the thing where you could say, let's take since 2000. Or you could, you could probably even say since 2010. Take the last 12 years of the Baltimore Ravens. Would you rather have that 12-year stretch or the 12-year stretch of Team X, Y, and Z all the way 1 through 31? I'd like that stretch. I'll trade for it. How yeah, many what? teams <laughs> would trade their 12 years for Baltimore's 12 years? No questions asked. Hey, it's, you're just talking it's about the last 12? The, it, yes. It's probably in the mid-20s. Maybe higher. Maybe high, And, of course, that's not projecting <laughs> for forward-looking forecasts right. from here. But the last 12 years, and DaCosta's been a staple of the organization in that stretch, even if Ozzie Smith only stepped away in 2000, or Ozzie Newsom, excuse me, only stepped away in, what was it, 2018 was his last draft? Whenever Lamar was, right? Yeah. Yeah, 18. By the way, the, the 49ers team that I was referencing was the 2020 team. The previous year, they went to the Super Bowl. That year, 2020, they went 6-10. and 10. The following year, they went to the NFC title game. That 2020 year, imagine telling them that they would be out. Nick Bosa, Jimmy Garoppolo, Robbie Gold would miss time on the COVID IR. They'd also be without Jaquiski Tart, Trent Williams. 
I mean, like it's hap- it happens. It happens to teams. Okay, where so that get- so that wasn't the year that they picked number two overall. No, but it but was that a year was, in which yeah. they're coming off of going to the Super Bowl and they went six and ten, in right. large part because they were hurt. They got blasted. Right. Te- sometimes teams get blasted, right? Let's take from Robert Adler. He says, sad to report that there hey, were Rob. only seven teams that rushed for 40% or more on first down this season. Remember, he had that take about ah, there's going to yeah, be a certain yeah. number of teams. I forget the number, but clearly it did not come in at the number that he predicted. But he has, in the spirit of that take, he's got another one for us. Uh, only five of the 14 playoff teams last postseason averaged 275 or more passing yards per game. Chiefs, Bills, Rams, Raiders, and Bucks. This postseason, twice as many teams will average at least 275 passing yards per game. In the postseason? I would assume that that's the spirit of the take, yes. I don't know that I can get there. Yeah, postseason I don't think fo- so either. Postseason football's different, right? Yeah, different game. Yeah. Doesn't matter how you win, it just matters that you do. And, and it, it's a lot more, it's like... Baseball, right? Heaven forbid I'm going to make a baseball analogy here. But you think about managing pitchers in the regular season versus managing pitchers in the postseason and bullpen usage and trying to be mindful of arms, but also trying to keep your, your starting pitchers available so that they can pitch on shorter rest, all that kind of stuff. You think about possessions in postseason football, and they're at a premium. Right. And I I just think everybody it's it's not as loose because every game is the last game unless you win it. So it, it's not the oh, well, we have another two months of football left to play to get us dialed in. Let's take from the sports nut take Brock Bowers is a better tight end prospect than Marvin Harrison Jr. is a wide receiver prospect. No, probably probably not. They're both really good. They're both very good. I can confirm that. Bowers is a little bit of a unique build, isn't he? Yeah, he's. I don't. He might be two forty. He's not big. I know that some people aren't going to like that. He. I mean, he can block, but he can catch. Just, but just, he's a dude, man. Yeah, he can catch. Yeah. <laughs> Guy, that you. Do you give a single fart about end arounds to Brock Bowers? Yeah, I do. You you care. Like yeah, you think, think that's a sustainable that that's a rep that you look at and you're like, oh, OK, like I could take something positive away from this for for yeah, evaluating him as an NFL draft prospect. You see athleticism, you see ability to work sure. with the ball. But I think there's space that there's ways in which he does things that will be the same as the ways that he's asked to do things at the NFL level, in my mind, that are actually a value to evaluate him. I, I the needle doesn't really move for me for Brock Bowers the end around the weapon in the passing game. Uh, we got to get to two truths and a lie. Teddy take of the week. I'm giving it to AJ for saying that everyone should find somebody who looks at them like Joe looks at Ben Johnson. That, that, my, is, that is indeed the Teddy, the, the take, Teddy of the take of the week. It's the no-brainer. Two truths and a lie. Second week of the month of January. Standings entering the... the, uh, the two truths and a lie. The standings entering week two here. Kyle 2-0, and Joe 1-1, one and one, Chris 1-1. One one. Kyle. Yes. You get to choose how this is going to go. Another news, water is wet. I would like to go first. 
Of course you would. You love. You want I, to take. I, I would I like. I want the ball. I want the ball. We're going. I score. want the ball, and I'm going to score. Yeah, I okay. like. I like my statistics this week. All right. Are you guys ready? Yep. Okay. These numbers are credited to Pro Football Reference. I think that's important to note. They are all from the same resource because they are involving different teams with the same lens of advanced statistics. Okay. So. Everything in accordance with pro football reference. The Baltimore Ravens logged more rushing yards on RPOs this season than any other offense. And this statement number one. Statement number two, the Belichick offense and its tree. I want to define that for you guys. New England and the Las Vegas Raiders were the offenses that ran RPOs at the lowest rate of any team in the NFL in 2022. That is statement number two. Statement number three, the Philadelphia Eagles called more run action passes, those being RPOs and play action passes combined than any other team in the NFL this season. Joe, I have a really good feel of what I think the lie is. I still want to talk it through with you, but my gut tells me number one is the lie. Same. Okay. So that makes me feel really good that we both came to the same conclusion. Yeah, Can I tell you way. that? Can I tell you the team that I thought of that would have been better than Baltimore? Miami. Atlanta came to mind for me, too. Man, it, you may have watched more Atlanta than me this year, to be honest with you. Mariota, Patterson, Algier. They did a lot of option stuff. You would think. Do we just go with our gut here, or is this? Do you have to play the game here? You got to get inside yeah. Kyle's mind. Uh, no, is he I, I don't bait want, us. Is, I think does that's Kyle bad. want to. I, Kyle, I think, think that's so? a bad. I think that's a bad approach. If you want to talk through the three statements, I'm fine. Doing the whole getting inside the psyche of Kyle J. Krabs, I think it it sets us up to fail. We talk ourselves in circles. Okay, the Ravens have the most rush. Uh, most. The Ravens RPOs. logged more rushing yards on RPOs this rushing season than yards. any other team. Rushing yards, so that means there was gives. The quarterback didn't throw it. And that's why Atlanta was the team that came to mind for me. Okay, and that takes me out of Miami. I thought the Dolphins might have the most passing yards on RPOs, but he didn't say passing. He said, he said rushing. rushing. He said rushing. I, does our, I mean, again, what are we defining? You know, RPO is being defined as run pass option. Well, I just meant like how it's being logged. Are there going to be some plays in Atlanta that are not actually run pass options, but they ran the ball and it looks, you know, like is the read option going to be included in that? No, it shouldn't be. But right. Okay. So then that probably changes my answer. Completely different plays. Maybe, maybe statement one is true, Joe. (sighs) Yeah. Because I was originally thinking it. I didn't, when Kyle reread it, it highlighted rushing and not passing. I'm like, probably the Dolphins have more passing yards than the Ravens on RPOs, but that's not what he said. He said rushing yards. So who's doing RPO plays and giving the ball? Other than Baltimore. See, they feel like a strong candidate. Is San Francisco doing some RPO stuff and Probably. giving the ball to Christian McCaffrey? Probably. And the gaggle of running backs that they've had. The point the is season? there's candidates there, right? That would be that's true. There are candidates that I could consider, yes. Belichick offenses have the lowest rate of run action. No, RPOs, not run RPOs. RPOs. I, I, I do consider myself somewhat of a Derek Carr expert, and I do yeah. know that there is a criticism amongst Raiders fans that they don't run enough RPOs with Derek. Right, and Mac, Mac was like the lowest play-action quarterback in the NFL. 
end of the league. It's that's probably true. Matt Patricia and, I, and Joe Judge. And I, I think Kyle would love to highlight how stupid that is. So I'm going to uh, say that you're getting that's to true. the psyche thing again, which I don't. Yeah, love, but I think but, it matters. Okay. Three, the Eagles have the most run action. That feels true to me too. So we're back to one being the lie again. Could be the Dolphins though. The would you Dolphins like? Would you like lie. me to read the three statements one more time? Sure. Maybe just sure. one and three. Okay, so statement number one, the Baltimore Ravens have logged more rushing yards on RPOs this season than any other team. That's statement number one. Statement number two, the Philadelphia Eagles offered more run action throws, being RPOs and play action passes, than any other team in the NFL this season. I think there's candidates for three as well. Mm Mm-hmm. We we are we are putting two in the bucket of true, correct? I think two is true. I'd, I'd eliminate it from our consideration. I mean, John, I think we be... just I think we go with our gut. Our gut after we did this twice said one was the lie, twice originally. Even though you used improper logic, and then the second time when we walked through them again, we said that one was the lie. We did it twice, two separate occasions. The most rushing yards off run action. And the Ravens had a lot of rushing yards. Yeah, you just gotta. The team has to run the ball a lot, and then also run RPOs. Right? That's that's the that's the way it works here. I think we got the right teams. I know Chicago did a ton of play action too, but that's not what he's. It's RPOs. Okay. You, you, it feels like you're doubting it, and so if you want to talk it out more, I'm okay with that. I just feel like there's candidates for three as well. Okay. In terms of run action. Can you give me another team that you think of? Chicago? Wait, I, what I need to think about is the volume component there. Okay? Yes. So it's not I, frequency, it's it's volume. Go can, ahead. Can I, can I provide you with a comment? I mean, I hate when you do sure. this, but sure, go ahead. Uh, all I'm going to tell you, there were two teams in the NFL this season that offered more than 300 incidences of run action throws, being RPOs and play action passing combined. Two teams. Okay. The Dolphins tag everything, and I think they might have had more passing yards than the Eagles. It's just called plays. So passing yards is inconsequential with the take. Oh. The, the Philadelphia like the Eagles offered more run action throws. So called run action throws, RPO and play action than any other team in the NFL. What about our guy, Ben Johnson, Joe? Mm-hmm. What, what about him? There's what, candidates. So does he fit into either of these There's boxes? There's more candidates for three than one. There's more candidates for three than one. So then one's the, so then three's the lie? I think three's the lie. But he just said there's only two candidates. He said it himself because he told us how many people that there were, how many teams there were that ran over 300 plays. The Eagles are probably one of them. So there's only two other candidates that would even be close, realistically. Realistically, I don't, I don't, I don't feel convictions. I. I mean, Joe, you're 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 making me you're making me contemplate everything here. I, you know what? You know what? My gut on two separate occasions has done this. One is the lie. Lock it in for me. So Chris is locking in the Baltimore Ravens lock more rushing yards on RPOs this season than any other team. Chris is locked in. 
I, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but at least I went with my gut and I went with my conviction, you know? Number, can you read one, three, one more time for me, Kyle? The Philadelphia Eagles offered more run action throws. So they called more run action throws, being RPOs and play action, than any other team in the NFL this season. It's the pure volume. Yes. Amount of time it's how many play action plus RPO calls did they call this season? Okay, I don't have – I think it can be one or three, and I – I want to. I don't have any convictions, but I. The thing that can mean the most to me is separating from Chris. I'm going to go with three, as the lock, oh, locked in. Okay. Okay. Uh, statement number one is Chris's choice. The Baltimore Ravens logged more rushing yards on RPOs this season than any other team. That is a factual statement. Baltimore Ravens rushed for 388 yards on called RPOs. The Atlanta Falcons, number two. So you had the right team there. I had the right team. 250 rushing yards. So Baltimore, 138 more rushing yards on called RPOs this season than any other team in the NFL. Joe's choice, statement number three. The Philadelphia Eagles offered more run action throws, RPO plus play action, than any other team in the NFL. They called 328 combined play action passes in RPOs. I told you that there were two teams in the NFL that were over 300. The Miami Dolphins were the other team with 307. It is also a factual statement, which makes statement number two. We were never getting this. The Belichick offense and coaching tree, New England and Las Vegas, were the offenses that ran RPOs at the lowest rate of any team in the NFL this season. They were second and third fewest. There was one team that had less called RPOs than Bill Belichick's offense and Josh McDaniels' offense. And it was Ben Johnson's Detroit Lions called 25 RPOs all season long. New England called 33 and Las Vegas called 28. That is the lie. Man, you had everything so close, man. Those margins were slim. You know, like, there's no way you could feel that good about any of that, right? We were, I mean, obviously we got clowned on number two, but, like, that was so tight. You'd have to know. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I, 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 I love the it, fact that you guys had all of the right names. Right, we said the right, we were thinking in, in the correct all space, of the Joe. conversation pieces. That, Joe, that's the takeaway here. We are smart football yeah. people. We well, got even it. when you said Ben Johnson, I'm pretty sure I said play action, and it wasn't play action. That right. was never the thing. Right. Yeah, Joe, you, 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 you were a bad teammate in the sense that you couldn't figure out what the statements were. That didn't help things there. General, I can tell you that the, the Detroit Lions called play action at the fifth highest yeah, see, frequency there there, there you go. in the NFL. Yeah. Um, okay. I'll go next if that's okay with you, Joseph. Sure. There's a lot being made of, and I'll, I'll take a page of the Kyle J. Krabs' book here and have a soliloquy to start. There's a lot being made of the playoff quarterbacks and how in the AFC we got a lot of first-round quarterbacks, and in the NFC we don't have a lot of first-round quarterbacks. So I looked at the history of the Super Bowl and where quarterbacks came from, what rounds mm-hmm. they were drafted okay. in. So they all, all came three of these from statements pick 199, every single one of them. About Super Bowls. So all of these statements are since 2000. And I want to make a very important distinction that includes the 2000 Super Bowl. So since 2000, okay. I'm including that Super Bowl. In there. So 2000 up until the present. Okay. Since 2000, there have been five Super Bowl matchups that feature two first-round quarterbacks. 
Since 2000, there have been no quarterbacks to start in the Super Bowl that were drafted after the sixth round, excluding undrafted free agents. So only seventh round picks? Since 2000, there have been four Super Bowls to feature at least one undrafted quarterback. So undrafted quarterbacks. Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Is there another one? So that he did, he was in two, right? Was he in two? Three. He was a two. With Shit, Arizona, he went there. with one. And Rams, but did he and go to the Rams two with twice. the Rams? So he's no, in I think three the, of them. Was... Yeah, he's three of the four, I believe. Okay, Kyle, was there a seventh round quarterback that started a, a Super Bowl? Because that's what that says. Right. He said, not later than the sixth round excluding UDFA. Seventh round? Good God. I have to think that one is true. I'm Who willing. To... He said that there's none, right? The statement says like there to... are. Would you like yes, it again? Please give me since, the statement again. Since, since 2000, there have been no quarterbacks to start in the Super Bowl that were drafted after the sixth round, excluding undrafted free agents. I'm not trying to get you in a gotcha I, game. I'm willing to say there have been no seventh round drafted quarterbacks that have started a Super Bowl since 2000. And I'm willing to accept that if there is one and we forgot him, I'll take the L. I just feel like that's the easiest one to like eliminate. You know also, what I mean? If we just like yes, all yeah, of this information like, courtesy of drafthistory.com, by the way. Drafthistory.com. Oh. So good website. Yeah, I'm willing to turn turn this into a coin toss and take our chances with the other two. Do you need do you need the other two? Would you like them Since again? Since two thousand. There's been five matchups of two first round oh, quarterbacks. Wait. Where the hell was Jake DeLome drafted? Was he drafted? Brother, I don't know. That could be our fourth UDFA or could be a seventh row pick. Uh, uh, wee woo, wee woo, wee woo. If there's an AFC championship game between the Chiefs and the Bills, it will be played at Mercedes-Benz Stadium Atlanta, in Atlanta, yeah. Georgia. Very good. Interesting. Joseph will be going if his team's there. Make that drive up. We'll yeah, see. Joe, I, I would drive it. Not gonna lie to you, I got a flight out of I'd, Charlotte the next day uh, to get to Mobile, Alabama. Just, that's just right. drive. We do, just drive. We do just go drive. to we do go to the Senior Bowl right after that. Who? I think the four things through. I think Jake Delon was undrafted. So was there? I don't think there's a seventh round quarterback. You think there was? No. So that would make that true. Yeah, I think that's, that's super true. unlikely. I think that's true. So five matchups with two first round quarterbacks. What was Stafford and Burrow was literally last year. Yep, that's one. Brady's in all these damn Super Bowls. Throws Manning, Cam, Manning, Cam Manning, Cam Manning Newton. Yep, that's two. Flack. Who played at the 49ers? Kaepernick. That wasn't it. Rodgers, Rodgers, who did he play? The Steelers? With Ben. That's three. This does include the 2001? What, what, what even was it? It includes 2000. Oh, that's the year the Bills should have made it. So the Titans and Rams. No, it ain't, ain't going to work. Bucks, Raiders. Nah, that ain't, well, Brad Johnson was a first-round pick. Rich Cannon was not, I'm pretty sure. 
Colts, Bears was Grossman and Manning. That's another one. Yep. That's four. I think the line might be that one, and it's the number that's not true. Really? You think he'd do that? The qualifier. I mean, what, would what, else, that? what else would the lie be with this one? Well, I still need to get to a fifth one. Can you think of a fifth one? Um, Russell Wilson wasn't a first round pick. So. Right. So that gets rid of two. Like, um, I remember every Super Bowl. That's impossible. Eagles with McNabb played. Who did they play? The Patriots. Patriots. Right? Yeah. So that's that no. one's out. So that yeah, one's yeah, that's out. right. Yeah, that was what's Yeah. Yep. Uh, Breeze played in two. Throws them out. Right. What about like I feel like mid two thousands after the first Patriots bundle. Roethlisberger. So, like, remember, every AFC Super Bowl was either Flacco, Manning, Brady, or Roethlisberger. Every right. single one of them. Right. Right. During this exact stretch, I'm pretty sure that he's talking about, with exception of the one that we've already disqualified. Brady. So, the only ones that would matter are the ones that Roethlisberger or Manning played in. Hey, what about – um? wasn't – Wait, who did Flacco beat? <clears throat> who did the Ravens beat when Flacco won in the Super Bowl? San Francisco. Well, we already eliminated that. Right. Yeah, we already took care of that one. I think I think that's I think that's the lie, man. I think I don't What's think the there's another Roethlisberger one. one. Cardinals? No, we already said I think it. There's only four. Yeah, that's a way to do it. Yeah. Brady, Manning, Roethlisberger, Flacco. That's it. I th- I think that's the lie. Can't get I think to there's a fifth one. Yeah, I don't think we have a fifth one. Okay, so that, that lock that. me in. That's the lie. I I can't sit here and stress about seventh round quarterbacks that did or did yeah, not I don't make think the Super Bowl. Like I I think num- that yeah we got to four with the UDFAs. We did it. I can't think of the seventh round quarterback, and we are processed to get to the f- that. It's, there's only four. Yes, locked That's in. That's a lie. That's yeah, a lie. locked in. Okay. Statement number one. Since 2000, there have been five Super Bowl matchups that have featured two first-round quarterbacks. 2022, Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow. 2016, Peyton Manning and Cam Newton. 2011, Aaron Rodgers and Ben Roethlisberger. 2007, Peyton Manning and Rex Grossman. 2001, Trenton Dilfer and Kerry Collins are both first-round quarterbacks. That is the lie. That is a true statement. We forgot Harry Collins, I'm willing to live in the world where we forgot the number well, one now, overall pick well, in 1995. Here's the fun part. That's a true statement. So one of the next two is the lie, and you guys were pretty adamant that both of these were true statements. I bet it's probably, there's probably some seventh round. Since yeah, 2000, the there cracks. have been no quarterbacks to start in the Super Bowl that were drafted after the sixth round, excluding UDFAs. In 2003, Rich Gannon led the Raiders. He was a fourth-round draft pick. Oh, dude, I was like, I didn't think he was a seven? On the other side of the ball for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, drafted in the ninth round of the 1992 draft was Brad Johnson. 
So he is a quarterback that was drafted after the sixth round. He was drafted when? The ninth, ninth round. round of the 1992 NFL draft. I checked it to make sure there was 12 rounds that year. Good, good stuff, Chris. Good and stuff. the last well statement. Well done. Well done. Since Chris. 2000, there have been four Super Bowls to feature at least one undrafted quarterback. The four, you got him. Kurt Warner in 2000, Kurt Warner in 2002, Kurt Warner in 2009, and Jake DeLome in 2004. Well done, Chris. Thank that you. was fun. Good job. That was good. Okay. All right. Here we go. I got stuff. Yeah, it's about uh, really, really, it's about playoff teams and a little bit not playoff teams. So I don't really know. What's that? that? So- uh, playoffs? Don't talk about yeah. playoffs. Right, you I'll kidding just- me? Here we go. Uh, number one, the Baltimore Ravens are the team in this year's playoffs that averaged the fewest points per game during the regular season among the playoff field. The Jets are the only team in the top five scoring defenses in the NFL to not qualify for the playoffs this year. Why'd you got to do that, man? Eight teams to average 100 rushing yards per game offensively in 2022. Eight of them. That's a fact. Five of them are playoff teams. You're on mute, Chris. Come on on back to me. Come on back. Sorry, I was muting to, to collect myself and I didn't unmute. Number two feels like the lie to me, Kyle. That the Jets are the only top five scoring you're defense. Me, you're telling me the Denver Broncos didn't have a top five scoring defense? I don't know that they did down the stretch. Oh, boy. I don't think they qualify for that. Okay. All right. So then. Um, can, Joe, can I get one? Can I get number three again, please? Yeah. Eight teams this year failed to rush the ball on average for 100 yards per game. Eight. That's a fact. Five of those eight are in this year's playoffs. All right, let's, let's talk about this, Kyle. Can I, can, Joe? Can I look at the playoff teams? Can I, can I pull up the playoff teams? I can just, give you a list of them. I was, I was concerned you might want that. Yeah, just so, just so I, yeah. I can cross reference. You know, here I'll even drop it in the chat so you guys. So, I, I so this That's is, great. this is five of the eight teams that did not rush for 100 yards per game this season. Are playoff right, teams. Yep. All right. Okay. So I think the, the 49ers. Ru- I think the 49ers rushed for over 100 yards. The so did the Seahawks. Right. The Buccaneers the did not. Guaranteed. They're, they're, so they're a colossal one. dumpster fire. So, I can so tell so you the Dolphins. One. The Dolphins didn't either. So that's two. The Eagles and Giants both did. Yep. Oh, the Bengals. Joe Mixon struggled for a large part of the season. <clears throat> I think this three. one is true. I think this that one, one is feels true. true. So that would mean one is the lie then, because you were very adamant that you didn't, because the, the Denver Broncos are the only other team that I could consider inside the top five in scoring defense that didn't make the playoffs. Just to read number one again, the Ravens are the team in the playoffs this year that averaged the fewest points per game during the regular season. Dude, they were out that They were out with Lamar forever, and they went through that stretch where they couldn't score even with Lamar. He the first four weeks he was an MVP candidate, and then they disappeared. Yeah, the they they, the they they tailed for sure. Um. So that feels true then. It does feel true. Which means two is the lie, which goes back to what my original gut said. My gut was not right in statement number one or in the in, in your statements. I have no idea. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, Kyle. It yeah. happened. Yeah. It happened. They're all true. They're all true. He They're all change. true. <laughs> Let's go. That's a free win for the dub. boys. Dub. That's a wait, dub. Wait. dub. Wait, wait. Hold on. <laughs> I need, you to, I need the, to hold on. You, no, 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 no. You, you knew he was in trouble because he he wasn't firing on all cylinders today for all the other ones. 
right? Like he oh, was no. hearing ours and he was misfiring on on processing what was true and what like what the <laughs> statements way, were. So he totally got his wires crossed. He's taking his headphones off. He's not listening to Kyle and I gloat. No, I don't think I'm wrong. I think I'm I think I'm I think I'm good. I think I'm good. I just gave us both the victories. Now I got to take them away. So okay, so Kyle, if he has to, thi- if he thinks he's good, to me that means number two is probably right, right? Because that's an easy thing to, to check. The fact that he had to go through, I'm getting into the psyche game here a little bit. The fact that he had to go through and check something means it's probably one or three, right? And probably it's three because he had to count. Draft dudes do math. Joe, please. I, I know we're up against. I you promise here. you that I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. That please me. Please read me every statement yeah. one more time. The Ravens are the team in the playoffs that average the fewest points per game during the regular season. The Jets are the only team in the top five scoring defenses in the NFL to not qualify for the playoffs. Eight teams. That's a fact. Failed to average 100 rushing yards per game in 2022. Five of those eight teams are in this year's playoff field. Kyle, the Jacks struggled for to a score large points? part of the season. To score points? I mean, they struggled offensively in the first part didn't, of the year. No, didn't they put like did they put like 40 points on the Chargers, though? They did. That was later in the season, though. That was later in the season. They played the Texans and scored 35, 38 points. I mean, I'm at, I'm at two games and at 80 points for Jacksonville. Okay, I'm just... What about... Yo, the Giants? The Giants don't score. What are we talking... They, they, the Giants haven't put up 30 in a single game in like four years. What about Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay didn't score either. Oh, number one's the lie. Number one's the lie. I think there. I think you have candidates there. I don't think we have good candidates for scoring defense. I just unless don't. You, unless it's Denver, right? That's the only team that would that I would consider right a potential, right? And then number three, we felt our gut was right from well, our gut thought Bengals. that one was was right as soon as we started sat down and started to go through stuff. So I'm I'm making this a coin wait, toss wait. between can one you, and two. Can you read three again, Joe? Eight teams. Failed to average 100 rushing yards per game in 22. That is a fact. Five of those eight teams are in this year's playoffs. So five teams that didn't rush for 100 yards per game are in the playoffs. Yes, I think that's Which five? Uh, I would say the the Bucs are definitively not on that list. Bucs, Dolphins, Bengals. Yep. Give me two more. Is Jacksonville over 100 yards a game? Okay, that's a potential fourth. Is Minnesota over 100 team yards per game? Are the Chargers Austin. over 100 team yards per game? I don't Dude, think Austin they Eckler. are. Austin Eckler is incredible. Yeah, right, and he caught 107 balls this year. All right, so you want to... One, one, is, one is the is lie the locking lie. in. One is the lie locking in. Both of you locked in. Yep, one yes. is the lie locking in. All right, let's do it. Uh, congratulations to the Dolphins, Vikings, Bengals, Chargers, and Bucks. You are the five teams to not average 100 rushing yards per game in 2022 that made the Great postseason. Job, so that's pretty crazy. Five Great out job, of eight, Kyle. right? Run the ball. We got to run the ball, right? Very important. Throw uh, the ball to two. score, run the ball to win. That's <laughs> number two. Uh, yes, congratulations to the New York Jets. You are the only team in the top five scoring defense does not qualify for the playoffs. Shout out to the Commanders, Saints, and Steelers for being in the top 10 
and being the only team to not make the playoffs. Mm. Uh, the Ravens, very bad scoring offense, but um, the Bucks outdid them, 18.4 points per game uh, to be in this year's I didn't playoffs. even think it was yeah. that bad. That Tom Brady-led Buccaneers with Hall of Famer Mike Evans at wide receiver, really good slot, and Chris Godwin. And couldn't, couldn't score more than 18.4 points per game this year. I'm out of the cellar. I am in second place. So I had the I had the opposite of the perfect week. I had the 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 Owen four week. You had the Chris yeah, Schubert. You, you, you had, had the Chris Schubert. Schubert. You did the Chris yeah. Schubert. So the new standings: Kyle three and one, Chris two and two, Joe one and three. Let's go. It's, it's, it's tight. You, it's tight. It's coming tight. for you. It's tight. my A game this week. You know what? When you what threw me off when you guys were talking about that, I'm like. The Ravens are the team in the playoffs that scored the fewest points. I'm like, no, 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 they're not. They're not. It's the Bucks. I have it written down right here. No, Bucks, 18.4. Like, it's right there. But for some reason, I'm like, oh, man, I think they're right. Well, and, Joe, the, the face that you made made me think, oh, no. I didn't know then, what was going on at first because I was, like, thinking. And then I look up at the screen and Joe's, like, doing the air traffic control <laughs> yeah, guy like, with the sticks like, oh, and the no. batons. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Price you know what's funny? I, usually, usually the scoring offenses are a lot better in the postseason. I remember when the Bills got there in 2019. They were the only team that didn't score at least like, 24 points per game. Right. Wasn't it like 400? They were the only team to not score like 380 or 400 points or something yeah, like that? It was, it was before they traded for Diggs. They lost that circus game against Houston. Um, but yeah, this year we have the, the even the Giants at 21 and a half. That's not very good. Uh, Bucks at 18.4. The Ravens are not good themselves. 20.6. How many points total is that for Tampa Bay? Do you have the point total? Um, yes, I do. That is 313 points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. The best scoring offense not in the playoffs, the Detroit Lions, 453 points. Ben Johnson, baby. Just no RPO. The next highest is no the RPO's Raiders. Every team, every team that scored at least 397 points so Shout that out Dolphins. Dolphins. I know that's their number. And up and up made the playoffs except for the Lions at 453. Damn, that's got 453 points you didn't get in. I mean, Jacksonville, 404, right? Like, that's a qualifier. You got to score 400 points. You score 400 Correct. points, you're going to the playoffs. Correct. Oh, what a fun week, gentlemen. It's in the bag, Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert. We appreciate you guys checking out the show. Make sure you hit subscribe, come on back, enjoy Super Wild Card Weekend this weekend across the NFL. We're going to have a good old time breaking everything down on Monday, so come back and see us then. Thanks to our friends over at Ben Online for their continued support of the show as well. Until next time, enjoy your weekends. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.